Kia ora, and welcome to another episode. Sorry if I sound a little bit sleepy today. I've got a cold, and I'm trying to breathe and record this podcast at the same time. But it's good to be here. Jeez Louise, it's been a minute or two, hasn't it? Sorry about that, but I'm here now. So I'm just taking the opportunity today to record the remaining core mindfulness skills. I was going to do separate episodes for the what skills and the how skills, but they really go hand in hand. So it's easy enough to smush them together into this episode. Just in case you're listening to this episode as a standalone I'll just let you know you can Google DBT um, skills, DBT workbook, uh, DBT core mindfulness, and you can specifically look up the what skills. You can also Google what a DBT diary card looks like, and you might be able to come across um, like what looks like a whole checklist of skills. So if you're somebody who is more of a visual learner, um, yeah, feel free to look those up. If you guys don't have access to those, don't worry. You're not necessarily disadvantaged. Um, I just wanted to make sure you guys know you have that option as well. So last episode, we got to create Venn diagrams to help us understand how wise mind works and its different parts. In this episode, you get a little bit more creative freedom and you can choose where you want to go. We are going to go on a trip and practice using our core mindfulness skills. So I want you to choose an awesome place in your mind. You can even make it up. No one's going to tell you that it's that you can't go there. It's your brain, your rules, baby. You could go to the Northern Hemisphere since it's summer there. I'm going to take off back to Taranaki, to my marae on my dad's side, Te Aroha. Uh, if you're not sure where to go, just have a listen to my examples. Um, I should be able to help you get your head around how these skills work anyway. If you are not imaginatively inclined, don't feel like you won't be able to still learn from this exercise. So the first thing we are going to do is observe, put our spectacles on, turn off our judgmental mind and our busy thought processes, and we're just going to think about what information is coming in through our senses, taste, touch, what else is there, sound, oh, vision and smell, of course. So I'm standing on the grounds of my marae. I look out and I can actually see Mount Taranaki, but not the top. I can see there's clouds covering him. I can feel the wind brushing across my skin. I can feel the grass under my feet. I can smell a fire burning in preparation for a hangi. I can hear children laughing and playing in the distance. Now these are all observations that I'm making 
from information that's coming in through my senses. Now I'm going to look with more detail and describe my observations. So I've walked around the back and I can see now the high flames from the fire. I can see the tall pile of wood on top of the the fire that's burning away and crackling. I can see the wind is blowing it a little bit, just a light breeze. As I get closer, I can feel the heat on my skin. And I can also see the ashes forming from the burnt bits of wood. I see them drop into the fire. I can see some of the flames sometimes go high or sometimes flicker really low. Sometimes sparks um, spit out or bits of gum spit out from the fire. I'm coming more into detail. Because my mind is open, I'm using the what skills of observing and describing. I'm also hearing other things as well. Say the kids who were laughing and playing, they've come around the corner, they're chasing each other around the outside of the marae. Now my attention might be on them, it's moved away from the fire. This is how participate works. You aren't forcing your attention on any one aspect of what information is coming in through your senses. You're simply being a keen observer. You're just uh, being curious about what's around you. So you're participating by allowing your mind to observe what comes in and out of its, um, what's it called, like attention, I suppose. Tumiki Ehoa, that's your what skills. Observe, describe and participate. Now, the how skills are pretty easy to sprinkle on top of that now. These ones are, um, I'll just go through them one at a time. So this one's called One Mindfully. Um, I find they're really difficult to kind of retain those words. So I like to just think of it as if you notice that you got distracted by one of your observations and you accidentally went on like a thought tangent you were no longer in that moment of observing and describing you are able to use this skill or once you practice it to realize that you have kind of gone off track and you gently bring yourself back the best way I find to do this is to come back to just the observing because then you are coming back to, okay, what can I feel information coming in through my senses? Um, and just don't judge yourself, just bring yourself back and remember this is how you learn, you just have to keep practicing. Speaking of not judging yourself, that's actually the second how skill. So trying not to judge things you're noticing trying not to, um, for example, if I walked into the Farinui, if you don't know what the Farinui is on the marae, there's a great big room, um, like a hall size. This is where um, iwi or extended whanau meet up and have a hui. 
discuss important things moving forward. It's also where everybody sleeps. So say I walked into the Farinui and I noticed there were a lot of mattresses on the floor. I could easily go off on a tangent. Oh, there's going to be a lot of people sleeping in here tonight. Hmm, I wonder if I'm going to sleep next to someone that's snoring. Or I wonder how many people are going to stumble back at three o'clock in the morning after playing ten guitars all night. Hey, you guys, you know who you are. You bloody rascals. So in that moment, I would actually have to use the one mindfully skill or remind myself to come back to the moment. And I also would notice, okay, I just actually made a judgment on my observations. I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try this again and avoid being judgmental, I'm also not going to judge myself for going on that thought tangent. Now the last one, which again kind of ties into not being judgmental, is called effectively. I really like this because it's a reminder for you to be a bit more compassionate to yourself. You are learning these skills, or your loved one is learning these skills, you're doing the best you can to the best of your ability. So understand that you might in your eyes fail, but if you're trying, then you're getting a little bit better each time. And that's what being effective is, is understanding that you can't be perfect straight away, but you're giving it your absolute best shot as well. And that's your how skills. So hopefully you see how they go hand in hand with the what skills as well. It might seem hard to understand why we are learning to use these skills when this is a a podcast about people who are doing DBT um, or people who have borderline personality disorder. What's happening here is... I'm describing to you the exercises with an external uh, subject for you to practice on or to help your loved one practice on. That's because if you have borderline personality, your inner world is generally full of turmoil and it's a really confusing place to be. It's hard to observe and describe something that you don't really understand what's going on there. It's also very emotionally loaded and I would say extremely difficult not to be judgmental when you are looking inward. That's why we practice on external subjects first and over time it will be easier to start observing our inner world as we learn uh, more skills. Great, I hope you had a good time today. Thank you for listening. Hi, and I'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.